Hello, how are you? This is Tom McCaffrey. Welcome to another edition, Last Exit to Brooklyn. Uh, I have a guest here. Uh, this is his fourth time here, or third time? Fourth. Fourth, yeah. probably, yeah. Feels like the third. Um, Joe Newmeyer, the chief film critic from the New York Daily News, and also from WOR Radio. How are you, Joe? Good to be back, Tom. I'm good. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I love it. Um, the only thing I'll say that is hold the mic as close as possible because <laughs> I think I tell it. you that because it's the mic doesn't pick up that great. Well, what we should do this? We should title these "Hold the Mic as Close as Possible" and then it's like Volume One, Volume Two, Volume Three. Yeah, exactly. Then we'll be able to title. Like, oh, this is the seventh time. Yeah, yeah. Hold the mic close, Volume Seven. Yeah, that'd be funny if your right. musician did that. <laughs> right. Just every album. Right, right, right. The producer's not Isn't aggressive Zeppelin, enough. I feel like Led Zeppelin, like right, like the. Before Houses of the Holy, oh, there was like Led Zeppelin 2, this was like 3, 4. They went up to 4 or something, right? I think they just went up to 4, yeah. Right. And I is that the one from uh, Fast Times? Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, play Led Zeppelin 4 or side B. But yeah. that's not actually from that album. No, it's They not. couldn't get... Um, the rights or something. Or something. Yeah. I know it's like um, cashmere, like da, da, da. right, right. Or Peter, to... Peter Gabriel's albums, right? They're all they're all just named Peter Gabriel. Those first three albums, like with Shock the Monkey and the... oh, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like up, up until I forget which one. Up until I think so or something. Yeah, they're all like all those his first four albums. He was just like. Fuck it, just name them all Peter Gabriel. I think it's funny when there's a band and they just name it after the lead singer. Oh, after the lead singer. Oh, right, right, right. Like Van Halen. Um, That or like, I forgot. Bon Jovi. Yeah, Bon Jovi or the the Dave Miller band or something. Right, 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 right. I feel like it's kind of like so ballsy to like, that's your suggestion to the rest of the guys in the band. (laughs) Like there's five people in the band. You're like, how about the Tom McCaffrey (laughs) band? (laughs) Like... Some guy in the background. Yeah. How about Tom McCaffrey and John Smith? No. Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of like shows that yeah that the lead singer is the, yeah, the most aggressive. Around. Yeah, yeah, and gets away with that shit. Right. But you know what? When the band sucks, and they're like the Steve Miller band sucks because I hate Steve Miller. So you're like, okay, are they you, bad? No, no. I'm just saying, like, you could be in the Steve Miller band if somebody says I hate you, and then you're like, yeah, no, I don't know who they are. You could be right, in, right. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, you know, you I hate be, Steve Miller. Well, right. I think that there's a weird thing with these. Uh, I won't yeah. spend too much yeah. time, but like, there's these guys. In rock and roll, who like are musicians who yeah. play instruments, who kind of do want to have anonymity, like they kind of don't want yeah. that spotlight. Like they want to be the studio musicians or the guys who are the like they want to be kind of rock stars, but they're right. they're scared to be rock stars. But I think it's kind of cool though to be like the guy who's like you know I did the slide guitar on this thing or I did the you know the drum on this thing. I think that that's yeah, like Johnny Depp did the slide guitar yeah. on an Oasis song yeah. Yeah. on the, the album Be Here Now. And it was just sounded yeah. so cool. Like they were like, right? Yeah, Johnny Depp, Depp just came in one day and like played the slide guitar. You know, it's just like such a Johnny Depp thing <laughs> to do. He did it in costume too. He did. Yeah. He did it dressed up in his Alice in Wonderland Mad Hatter. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's just like, of course, Johnny Depp just strolled right. in and played the, an uh, instrument on the Oasis uh, album, right. like left. <laughs> and then he walked away. They, maybe they didn't even know him. They're just like, who was it? I don't know. I think it was Johnny Depp. Yeah, it's just like, of course, you just. I don't know. It's just the idea that Oasis and Johnny Depp are just, just running out. into each other right. in right. England. Right. Right. In the cool circle. Um, but th- this brings me to. Uh, I just saw the movie Amy yesterday. Yeah, Amy Winehouse documentary. It's great, and you've seen that, right? I have. It's really. I thought it was really powerful. Did you think it was? I mean, I think it's. I thought it was. It wasn't that funny. No, no, no. <laughs> it's um, funny. it was. And you know how it ends. Yeah, but you know, I thought it was great. I think it, it is great. And the director also did. His name's Asif Kapadia. He did um, this documentary called Senna a couple years ago about a race car driver. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I was reading about that. It's in really the... good, and I know nothing about 
race car driving, but watching that documentary, you get really into it. You can understand the appeal, the allures, or the sex appeal thing of that these you know in in Europe especially how race car drivers are are like sex stars. You know, they're like they're like sex symbols. And Amy does the same thing. It doesn't. There's there's no talking heads. There's no sort right. of it's a it's just it's recollections from people who knew her, uh, her former manager, her friends, uh, her father. But yeah. you don't have a – it's not a situation where you're kind of guided through it. It's all clips. It's all footage. I think it's really powerful. It's really great. Yeah, that is one thing that I noticed early on is uh, when they are interviewing people, they never show them. Yeah. They have their name on the screen. Yeah. It's just like voice of so-and-so. Which is good because, I mean, to a degree, she's so photogenic and so interesting and magnetic. You don't want to necessarily like be diverted from her right. and, and show somebody you don't know. So it's nice. That kind of, it also it, it ends up making the documentary really personal and really intimate, I think. It's like right, because the whole time you're looking head. at her. Yeah. yeah, it's really like you're that is, I did, Yeah, I, I didn't think there's never a time where she's not really on screen. Yeah, I mean, I there's a few so. times, but... But it's all her. Yeah. And it, it was really amazing because I realized that I really knew nothing about her. Yeah. I mean, I knew some of her songs, yeah, and I obviously knew who she was because right. she was so iconic. Right. But yeah, it, it made me feel guilty for you know kind of writing her off a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And then you see how everyone kind of like wrote her off, like in the media. Like she just kind of became, became a, this like punchline as like being yeah. a drug addict. Well, you know, it's interesting because I think that that you know early on you see in the in the documentary how these guys like Jay Leno and some of these British. TV host like this guy Jonathan Ross that they you know they're they're more than happy to have her on and pump her up when she's just starting out they're like oh this great new jazz bluesy pop singer and then once things went bad for her she became a bit of a pinata for them wow like a feeding frenzy like barracuda they saw blood in the water and they just went for it i didn't even put that at the time but yeah you did they they show that where she's on the tonight show when she first becomes big and And, then yeah yeah. they show jay leno doing the joke and the same thing with jonathan yeah they really it's it's a shame and it's uh it really you know the the thing i also was a revelation for me is is I didn't. I mean, she really kind of had very, very few songs. She it was like two albums, Frank. And I, know, Black. I know. And, uh, and so her output was really not that that great, uh, or not that it wasn't that voluminous. Like it was really good music, but it was right. it was not like she had volumes and volumes and records and records. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. That that is one thing that I took away from it. Also, I mean, yeah. I I always was like I knew she was. I mean, obviously yeah. rehab was the thing that kind of like put her on the map. Yeah. I mean, the mainstream, at least. Um, But, uh, yeah, like I said, I kind of felt like, wow, she... Because the the thing that's amazing to me about her, and uh, you see this a lot, is... um, when they're interviewing her early on, and they, they have a they have a clip of her at the beginning when she's like fourteen or yeah, thirteen, yeah. singing just with, for, yeah, in front of her friends, right. and her friends are kind of like she has this voice already, yeah. And she makes some comment about like she doesn't want to be famous, yeah, yes, yes. And she never thought she'd be a singer, and it, it's this haunting, weird, I think. Yeah, it is, and it's like it's this weird thing when you see. You know, so many people want to be famous, yeah, yeah. and that's like a thing now where yeah. everyone. And she was during that time when everyone wanted to be famous, yeah. and uh, it's almost like fame or the universe can just feel when you don't want a thing, and it gives and it like, to you like watch out for the thing you don't want, kind of thing. Yeah, it's yeah, because like yeah. she kind of like you can. It's funny to. Yeah. It's interesting to watch how she sort of is like, oh, I guess I'll do this, and then all of a sudden it's just like insane. Like yeah, and there's so many people that you know are watching and are like, why wouldn't you want that? Right, why? but it's kind of like you can really see that she yeah. didn't like she, want that. She knew she couldn't handle it. Like I mean, and, and it seems, she says that right. She, she says. Like, 
I think I'd kill myself. I'd go mad or something, you know, using the the British ism, you know, I think I'd go mad. And it's, um, you know, because she wrestled with bulimia and depression when she was a young young woman. And so I think that all of that sort of, you know, let her know. Like, the other thing that I I thought, and this is is one of the great things about about a great documentary, it kind of gives you insights into... Uh, people or things that, that you may not have even been expecting. There's a moment when you know she's she's being filmed by her friends when she's like 14 or 15, and she's talking about how she gets through some of her depression by by writing songs and by being creative and 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 music. And what isn't said in the film, but at least I took away a little bit as a viewer, is that as the addictions. Uh, really grabbed her in those last like three or four years of her life. You know, we don't know. She was obviously on lots of different things, but she probably couldn't handle the the depression part of it because she wasn't able to be creative because the addiction was robbing her of that in some ways. That's not said in the film. Right. But it's something I walked away with, with the sense that she couldn't rescue herself in a way as she did maybe when she was younger because she couldn't be as creative because she was strung out on heroin and crack and all these other right. things. Right, yeah. and then a big, a big aspect of it that's very sad to watch is you can just see like the men in her life are just oh, these yeah. horrible men. Yeah, like yeah. she's drawn to these. Yeah. Her first manager is great, but her, yeah, there's had really, it's the guy that she yeah. keeps going back to. And yeah. it's just a Blake fielder Blake, is yeah. just like this completely destructive, mooching yeah. like selfish person who's just you know you can just see like because they're they're in love and they're yeah. kind of obsessed with each other yeah. and they're on drugs yeah. and then he goes back to his ex-girlfriend yeah that's and right then she hits it huge and he's back it's yeah in some ways i mean that's almost like it's like a sid and nancy type thing or something you know it's really like it's cinematic it's a really it's a documentary but you could almost be watching a fiction film because it's almost so perfectly constructed as a as a tragic love affair in some ways or a tragic connection between the two yeah of them, you and know? you can just see um She's like powerless, and he like knows it. Yeah. And he, yeah. you can see he's just kind of using her yeah. a lot. Yeah. That's and it's yeah. a very co- very unhealthy codependent. And you and then you see like with the experiences, but her dad's like kind of a dick. Yeah, and her yeah. dad's kind of doing the same thing. Like the dad kind of like I think yeah. the, the, the dad leaves the them. Dad. Yeah, like when she's like ten, he right. like they get divorced. Like. The parents get divorced, and he leaves. And then like when she becomes famous, he's back and yeah. like filming her and like yeah. doing documentaries. So, but she's got the tattoo that says "Daddy" on her on her left yeah. arm and all this. There's lot of stuff that's the real that's the part where you it's really sad and just watching it from the outside you you can see like she just so desperately is like so glad that she's getting these men to come back to her but it's like she had to go to this great length to become famous to get these men to like pay attention to her and then when she with you know she can feel them kind of using her like that one scene is great for help they're all these sort of i mean they're cries for help that she's putting out you know it's really yeah and the the, the scene where um he shows up she's like on vacation kind of trying to get clean yeah in like san lucia or something yeah yeah and it's kind of like she feels comfortable because She's away from everything, mm-hmm. and um, and then the dad shows up doing a documentary about him. Yeah, right, it's like it's about him yeah, being it's like my her daughter dad. Amy is what it's called or something. Yeah, and like yeah. these people just show up while she's at the beach, and they're like, "Hey, can we get a picture with Amy?" And she like does it, but she makes a comment. Right, and he's like, "Well, why are you such thing. a jerk? Like, yeah. why are you being so mean to them?" And she's just like, "Cause I don't want to like." Yeah, I mean, it's you know. it's uh, it's horrifying to watch, but it's also it's really it's a, it's one of the best things I've seen of the last few weeks. I have to say, um, yeah, it's really I yeah. and I just had heard about it like two days ago. I saw a commercial oh. and I was it like, opened, oh, yeah, it looks pretty good." It opened a week ago. It's opening wide in a few other cities. Uh, I think it's in—I mean, it's in—it's in a lot of cities right now around the country, but it's in more theaters in New York now and in LA and stuff. So it's good. It's really amazing yeah. to watch that too. To watch, um, 
like kind of someone's progression from who became such a huge yeah. famous icon from yeah. them not being that yeah. and watching kind of how they're reacting to it yeah. because yeah. fame and all that stuff is such this weird kind of horrible thing yeah. i think it can be like a terrifying horrifying thing on the outside you're like what, what's the problem but right. like to see someone really go through that who yeah. who is very insecure and kind yeah. of didn't really want it yeah and then you start to understand like yeah. you know being famous isn't like the be all and end all it kind of like that scene at the end where she it's before she died where she does a concert she just yeah. won't sing yeah yeah it's in belgrade yeah it's, it's really it's like hard to watch Ugh. it is and it's very like you get it. Yeah. She's kind of like, I don't, because that was kind of her attitude from the beginning. Like, yeah. she was like, I don't give a shit about this. Like, but, so then I think she was so big and she was just like, I'm over this. But she was on, I mean, she, who knows what she was on there. Yeah. You know, there was so many, I mean, by that time she was really, really deep in it. And, and I think like you, you, the fame and all, you just can't, if you can't escape it, it's just, what do you do? This is, you know, this is actually going to be a really weird segue, but I think it actually makes sense, is that to go from that to Terminator Genesis, yeah, yeah. which is a weird segue, but it's, I, I, it actually kind of works in a way, because the, the only good thing about Terminator Genesis is Arnold Schwarzenegger, honestly, which is sort of the weird thing to say, <laughs> right. because the guy's 70 now, or he's almost 70, he's like 67, and I'm like, you know... Is he? Wow. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it, or maybe he's 70 even, I don't know, he's one of, he's one of the two, either, either Stallone is 67, and, right. and Schwarzenegger or 70 or vice versa but so um and you know we've seen him do this exact same role three times now in previous movies and we've seen him mock it mock himself everybody mocks him for it. he's great right. though in the i mean the, those first two terminator movies are great but yeah. the, this movie this movie stinks it's actually a terrible i give it like one star it's a it's a really terrible movie for lots of reasons one is that it ruins all the the continuity from the last movies well maybe you can uh, after you're done yeah. explain what happened no, in that movie right exactly, exactly right because nothing <laughs> it, it makes no sense I have no clue what happened. And then when you movie. have Arnold Schwarzenegger like giving all of the exposition in his voice, like who decided yeah. to give him all these exposition scenes? <laughs> but but yeah, like four lines in the first one. Oh, exactly. And then it's like you know, and so he has to explain it all to you here. Arnold Schwarzenegger explains it all for you. But yeah, finally. But as a as a thing though, as a fame thing, you know, I mean, he was gone when he had the governorship of California for eight years or whatever, and. Uh, and then he comes back, and he's been doing little things like these Expendables movies or whatever, and this, right, right. this zombie movie called Maggie, and a few other things. And he's, you know, in a way, he's gotten better because it's not like he could get any worse. But he had he had a fun persona in the eighties and nineties. We all sort of liked what he was. You could mock him and say he wasn't that good, but he he was a right. particular kind of action star. <laughs> when you see him in this Terminator movie, and they and they've adjusted it so that and you saw it right, you saw it. I did, yeah. yeah. They've adjusted it so that they so he could be old. Yeah, they have a and actually that's actually a pretty for all the problems with the screenplay is actually a pretty good idea. They're like, okay, so this I'm not giving anything away, but the skin uh, that they put on these cyborgs ages so that, that kind of does. Yeah, that yeah, that was cool. one part. I was like, oh yeah. yeah. That, that, that that's kind of cool, right? That's a cool yeah. twist. That, that's like, like that's that, realistic. That's realistic, right? That, I can see that happening. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's happening right now. Yeah. They, so, so they've got the skin on these cyborgs aging, so that so that they can blend in, and then the one that they send back to the seventies, like he's aging, so that by the time it catches up to any sort of a contemporary time, he looks like about seventy years old. Um, but you know, in, in terms of the what we were just talking about with fame or whatever, I mean, if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, you're you're about to do another. He's about to do another Conan movie too. Really? Yeah. So you've got like he's going to do a Conan movie. He's he's done this Terminator thing. It's you know the fame thing is such a is is such a uh, a black hole in some ways. It's like he he can keep doing new things, but nobody wants to see him do new things. If he has to you know keep doing the old things to keep up that level of fame, he'll do it. 
no matter how how bad they get or how right, bad they right. are because he needs to be able to to stay, stay relevant. Yeah. yeah, and um, there. But not to go back to Amy just for one second. Yeah. But one thing that really struck me that that Tony Bennett says. Mm-hmm. And that's another great part yeah, of the movie when you see her. She's it's like the only time she seems kind of flustered, right? And like a, she's like legend, right? She's yeah. not like irreverent to someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's Tony Bennett of yeah. all people. Uh, he made some comment about how after she, I think they're interviewing yeah. him and about something like you know it's too bad because. I think if she had maybe lived a little longer, she, yeah. he's, he makes some comment like life is a thing just, that life is life teaches you how to live it. If you live long enough. Yeah. Like yeah. Which yeah. I was like, wow, that's such an amazing, it's like such profound, a profound yeah. comment. Cause it's it true. It like yep. you, when you get old, like but with th- with, at her age, I think she felt like, well, what am I going to do? This is it now. That's It'll right. never get any different. So I, I should just die. Yeah. And then, you know, and I, I know like when you're younger, you think that like, yeah. be, but then when you get older and you kind of been through some stuff, even though it gets really bad, you're yeah. kind of like, well, I'll get through it. Well, when you see like the guy, I mean, again, this is kind of a weird analogy, but like when you, when you saw interviews with guys like Dennis Hopper or guys who, guys who had really gone through weird stuff and tough stuff, and then they kind of came out the other side or, you know, Jerry Garcia or whomever, like these guys, like they, I mean, they're, they're, the perspective that they have on life is really interesting. And, I mean, I remember in 86 or 87 when Dennis Hopper had a comeback because he was, you know... Right, he, did, right. He, he was, he like was Blue Velvet time? Blue Velvet and Hoosiers. He was nom- Oscar-nominated for Hoosiers for Best Supporting Actor. And, right. Uh, which is a really nice performance, actually, too. And then and then he, like, kind of... And then he was back. And then he just sort of... And he did, like, a movie called Flashback with, I think, with... Uh, oh, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland, right. Directed Colors. Of, yeah, exactly. And so so he was he was back in the game. And, and the last time anybody had really seen him was like Apocalypse Now where he's coked out of his mind. And right, he's, right. And he's great in the movie, but he's really, you can tell, he's he's just deep in it. And, uh, and he did a few other movies, a movie called The American Friend, which is really good. It's a Vim Vendor's film. And this, did he kind of go nuts after the Easy Rider thing? Yeah, I mean, is I, that I, what I feel like he had like a loss like 10 years for, you know, even though he was in some movies, like like seven, it felt like like 75 to 85. He was sort of... Yeah. Was what, he, he was just on drugs? Is yeah, that what was going you know, on? And, just, and creatively, I mean, he made, a, he made a few movies, you know, and he directed some stuff, but it was... It was it was like out in the wilderness, you know, metaphorically right, speaking. Right. And so when he comes back, like he to watch him talk about stuff, you know, was uh, David Crosby's another one. Like it's really interesting to watch these guys after they've come through that tunnel. And right. When you're 27, I mean, she was 27. Like, like Janis Joplin, like Jim Morrison, like Jimmy Kurt Hendrix, Cobain. Kurt Cobain. They were all 27. Yeah, I looked that up yeah. because I just watched Montage of Heck recently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was kind of like thinking, you know, because that 27, that there's age 27. 27. Or there's 33, which is also bad, which is John Belushi, Chris Farley, and Jesus Christ. Yeah, comedies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> Christ lo- could have done so much more had he gone beyond 33. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He was just, just come through. He, he was just coming through a bad drug period. It's hard yeah. being famous. He was coming out of the desert. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I looked yeah. that up, the phenomenon of like I'm them dying. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 at yeah, 27. Yeah. And I don't believe in John Belushi either. You don't? No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I follow Dan Aykroyd. There's no proof of him. That's right. There's no proof. <laughs> yeah, of course, Dan Aykroyd's fine. That's right. The right. one who sucks. Yeah. Aykroyd's like, never going to die. Aykroyd, the thing I love about Aykroyd, I've met him a few times. He's a nice guy, but he um, is like he's a, a paranormal guy. Like he loves the, all that stuff. He had an uncle or a grandfather who was part of like a, I forget what family member it was, but he was, who was like a, a kind of a famous mystic parapsychologist guy in the 20s really and that's where like all that stuff like ghostbusters kind of comes from like his interest in that stuff oh uh, wow that's pretty amazing yeah. um 
I I have nothing yeah. against Dan Aykroyd. I don't know. But yes. the one thing Got that uh, I remember years ago, I think it was like Vanity Fair or some uh-huh. magazine did an article about him, and it was yeah. all about how he's not funny. And they literally dissected all of his movies, oh, and man. they were just like this movie. This they were just funny. basically like funny. every movie he does. He's not sucks. funny in Driving Miss Daisy. Where's the comedy in Driving Miss Daisy? I think <laughs> they made that comment. Right. I think they were like, well, then he finally like embraced it. Was like, oh wait, maybe I should just try and, uh, try and not be funny. He's and not so for Driving Miss Daisy, yeah. yeah yeah. yeah, and I never like didn't. Re- I never thought much about him, yeah. but when when I read that article, yeah. I was like going through all the movies, and I was yeah. like, yeah, these are really bad movies. Well, like Chevy Chase, he was better on the show too. He was better on Saturday Night Live than he ever was in any movie. Really, I thought Chevy Chase was pretty good in some movies. Fletch, I, mean, I think. I think Fletch, The First Vacation, yeah, Caddyshack, and Caddyshack are are sort of his high points. Definitely, yeah. Um, and uh, and there's I mean there's one or two others sort of in there, but I think that there's very few. He had he had he had a lot of he had. A, I, He's like that. He's the, the the quintessential example of like he has coasted on. If you really dissect yeah. what he's done, he hasn't really done anything good in like twenty five yeah. years. And even when you look at, I mean, I remember watching an HBO. I mean, I, you know, watching HBO in the late seventies or something like Foul Play and Seems Like Old Times or Oh Heavenly Dog. I mean, yeah. these, are, these are all movies that also coasted on that whole like sort of you know very sort of distant aloof thing that he you know I'm Chevy Chase and you're not sort of persona that he yeah had. and he was only on SNL for one season one season so yeah. that's the I that, that's I'm always like kind of mystified by Chevy Chase like because yeah. there's like three movies I yeah. but I I always like look at him and I think everyone does is like this icon yeah. it's just the right time like that's he right. was on SNL yeah. the one if you're gonna he be was on the breakout one star year. that first season yeah. yeah so he is like the, the face of SNL and because um, now there's people I know comedians who have been on SNL for like three years yeah. and like can't get jobs right right well, it's, uh, it's, it's like the mclean stevenson problem it's like you think you're the star of mash i'm gonna leave i'm gonna be a big star and then you have five series that fail and you're in the cat from outer space is he yeah. is he he's dead right <laughs> he's dead and and my favorite thing about mclean stevenson is what's well, not my favorite thing is that he died Hello, like within like a day of the guy who played henry blake in the movie roger, an actor named roger bowen played yeah I played, the guy with the played, yeah played yeah and he played uh, henry blake in the 1970 movie in the robert altman film and he and McLean Stevens died like within a day or two. Did they time. really? It was the horrible Henry Blake curse. Oh uh, wow! Was there was a, it was a bad. It was a bad time for anybody named who played Henry Blake. Right, right. Yeah. yeah what? It, even though that it did become such an iconic yeah. uh, thing that he his death scene or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, in, in Mash. Oh, yeah, that Nash. episode is still great. Oh, yeah, God, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's like one of the best because uh, yeah. you know the thing where they didn't yeah. tell the cast or yeah, something, yeah. and then they and they and they only they only filmed that scene twice. They filmed it once and they filmed it again. Where Radar comes out and tells everyone that he died, and uh, um, yeah. yeah, and they did. They were right, they're still in shock. Anyway. So Terminator Genesis. Yeah. I, I just want to talk about this yeah, a yeah. little bit long. So, do you understand what happened? Well, no, but I think that I mean <laughs> the other thing is the girl, I do, but I don't. It makes no sense at all. The girl who plays um, Amelia Clark, yeah, the girl Game from Thrones, Game of Thrones yeah. who yeah. plays Sarah Connor. Yeah. First of all, she's like smoking hot. Not that, that she's smoking hot, and but also she, she looks like she's like she's supposed to be only twenty. The yeah, character, yeah. Okay, because the whole time I was like, she looks like she's nineteen, she's and then I was like twenty. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, this character is only like twenty. Yeah, yeah. she's supposed to be twenty because it takes they they mess it all up so that in eighty four, whereas in the in the original Terminator, uh, Linda Hamilton was a waitress and didn't know what was going on. Now in this movie, she does. She does because nine years earlier or something or eleven years earlier, they had sent a, a cyborg back to. Kill 
kill her, but then they also send another Arnold Schwarzenegger back to save her, and that's the one that she calls Pops and has been like sort of raising her. It's so stupid. That oh, I, hate I hated. We, that when too. they were calling it Pops and the then, whole time, and then they like they've invented their own time machine, and then but it's also like so stupid <laughs> because again, not ruining anything for anybody who will not probably end up seeing the movie anyway. You can't ruin it because no you one's going to understand and it, and no one's going to make sense of it. So they, but the the character this actor named Jay Courtney, who I don't really like, uh, but who's playing Kyle Reese, he's he's going back in time, and as he goes back in time, he sees something happen to the John, John Connor, Connor character. But why that would mess up everything in the timeline that he's sort of going back to is is not explained well or or makes no sense. And there's no reason for this movie. There's That's ultimately it. Nobody was waiting for this movie. Nobody was waiting for the last one, Terminator Salvation. I didn't see that no. one. How's that one? It's bad, bad but it's better than this one at least because it takes place at least in one in one timeline, you know, 2029 or something. I feel like they were trying to reboot it, yeah, but they do were. it and also continue it at the same time. Which is, for my money, the only thing that did that well is Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. The great, yeah, the great apes. Yeah, I, li- I like oh. the I like Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I, I love, didn't like Dawn, I much, even though Dawn. I know everyone loves. Oh, Dawn. I love Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I thought right. it was good. It wasn't See at all what Dawn I expected. It's like a Shakespeare play. It's like Henry V. He's incredible. Yeah. Caesar is like Henry V. I think that's why I did. I didn't expect it because yeah. it's it's not it's not very similar to the first one. No, it's got a totally different tone, and it's it's much. I just watched it again for like the two hundredth and time and it's it's just so great and it's just really but it really does that thing well so because everybody now is rebooting things they're all redoing right. things it's all remaking but you can't necessarily do that and sort of have a continuity with the exist with the previous movies like if you're going to remake it remake it but don't try and keep it in line with with other things and planet of the right. Apes did that well because they can kind of you can kind of feel where they're getting to the point that the charleston heston movie will will be at in a way you know right, like right. they haven't forgotten that movie and uh and that's what terminator genesis tries to do and doesn't and doesn't do well so right yeah, right bad. yeah it um yeah it, and i also just saw uh magic mike double xl was okay i think it's all right it's um, not i you know i thought it was going to be a lot better than it was really i th- you I know it's gonna be worse <laughs> yeah i think yeah. that's the problem yeah. that right. uh, that happens with me a lot yeah. i whatever my anticipation is yeah. of a movie yeah. before i see it really affects it depends. is it gonna go up or down off because that um yeah. i'm trying to think of uh but well, did you like the first one i didn't like the i like the first one. i see i didn't like the first one. there we go really why that's not i didn't i just thought it was, it's too much nothing like the, the lady they're hooting and hollering and it's yeah. like and McConaughey was too much I'm all McConaughey I'm just taking my shirt off and, yeah. uh, and all that stuff and I didn't find Channing Tatum really that charming in it or anything and it was just I just I just thought it was like okay you know got it working class like I appreciated the sort of sense of these working class guys you know the sense of like I've got I've only I can only do this thing and and there and it's sort of there's striving quality to it but I really didn't like it this movie though this movie has got I mean there's not it's not great but it's almost got like a sex lies and videotape thing going on really there, I think did Soderbergh magic, have anything to do with it yeah well he's yeah because he directed the first yeah. one and this one he produced it his long he did time, produce it okay he did produce it his longtime assistant director directed it he's been with him for about twenty years since oh Kyle's I didn't guy, know I that yeah. okay and so so Soderbergh was involved in it but it and and then and, you know and Andy McDowell so Andy McDowell shows up oh right. Right, right, and so, that, but not even she without. She looks great her, at it. She does, but even without that scene. But that scene, there's a scene there where they're kind of she and sort of four or five of her fifty-ish pals yeah. uh, are, are talking to the to the stripper guys who all have sort of a funny kind of you know repartee. These guys, they got a good like kind of you know buddy thing going, and they're telling them about how disappointed they are in their lives or whatever. And then there's sort of this like this sense of them just through the conversation, like a sort of a sense of healing and a sense of like self-expression that that's really kind of rare in American movies. And then then there's the scene at Jada Pinkett's 
mansion where right. it's like a strip club mansion thing that you see a lot of people you don't see on screen too often like sort of expressing themselves or sexuality or it's really it's very kind of right very right. kind of very compassionate and i was surprised by that the the only one of the main complaints i had with it is a lot of the scenes go on way yeah. too long yeah. that was one thing i really noticed like that andy yeah. mcdowell scene when they're in their house is a very yeah. long scene and as is the scene at the jada pinkett that's place. a long scene I, it's almost like the i feel like the french plantation scene in apocalypse now where it's like it sort of comes out of nowhere and just kind of keeps on going yeah and, and it's got it's, it's almost like a, a little mini movie in the middle yeah of the movie. it feels like yeah. a very like you know <laughs> subplot thing yeah, yeah. But then it just kind of goes on and on. Yeah. And this has nothing to do with that. But I'd but take did, that rather than a scene in a strip club, though. I just feel like those. No, you're right. And actually, yeah. every time I'm seeing, you know, like the, even when I saw the last one yep. and this one, I'm like, wait, why am I seeing? Right. I, I was dating a girl when I saw the first yeah. one and yeah. we went to go see that. Right. And I was like, wait, what am I? Right. Why did I want to see look this? I bad next to these guys. But the other thing. But is, also, like, I'm like, yeah. this right. is right. like a it's bunch like, of dudes taking their right, pants right. off. But it's but this that's why this movie is more. <laughs> that's that is what that first movie was. This one, though, is more than that, I think. Because there's also not even that many strip club scenes. I thought, but the whole ending. Well, the whole like, ending. Yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, that's. But you know what? They also have girls on stage with them, including the who, what is who's Taylor Kitsch? Is that what's her name? The or Taylor? Uh, the girl the, the Amber Heard. Is Amber Heard? Yes, Amber the one that's Heard. like yeah. dating Johnny Depp. Amber Heard. Yeah, she's hot, and so she's she's on stage, and so there's sort of like this. It's it's a little less sort of like dudes with their clothes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also. Like I, let's just Channing Tatum like is like a monkey's running a, he's, uh, those scenes where he's there's a scene where he dances by himself in the garage where he's like swinging around and it's him you know the camera's not cutting yeah. away and he used to be a dancer I know yeah but you're watching him it's like a Cirque du Soleil, Cirque du Soleil or something or like a gymnastics routine the dude is like off, bouncing off the wall no like, he is he's um, really good <laughs> yeah he's an amazing dancer it was really it's yeah, really I was when, that. whenever yeah I, even yeah. in the last one and then this one yeah it's like I know he did that in the past but right. it's amazing but like, like a Barnum and bailey type thing like yeah he's really like, oh, yeah. really talented like yeah. he is a talented guy he's a pretty good he's a good actor yeah, and he's funny i think he's funny too he's funny in the 21 jump street he's fun he's, oh yeah. yeah he is funny yeah. in that that's he right he is funny yeah. um but the the magic mike double xl there was something else i was gonna say yeah. but oh th- th- this yeah. happened to me i went um I decided to see it because I was like, it was during the day I have that movie pass thing. And I was like, well, it's starting. I'll go see that. And like, I'm buying a ticket and there's like this girl who's like working. You know, like there'll be people always like behind tables and they're like doing some promotion. Right. There was just like, I mean, I think she was like, she was really young and she was like hot. She started talking to me. And I'm like, kind of like, she seemed flirty. And here you are buying a ticket for Magic Mike. No, and she goes, what are you seeing? And I was like, (laughs) "Uh, Magic Mike. (laughs) All by myself in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, I know. It was like 3 p.m. This uh, this hot chick's talking to me. I'm going to see a bunch of like, I'm like, I got to go. I got to go watch guys take their pants off. I don't want to miss anything from Magic Mike. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to go see like, you know, I... um, we can go have some tea afterwards. Right? But she started talking to me, and I didn't know how to. She was really young, and there was a guy next to her working, yeah. and that this is why I think she was into me because right. like th- she was kind of talking to me, and I was like, oh well, she's probably right. just trying to sell me the promotion. But the guy like wouldn't look at me and mm-hmm. seemed really pissed. So I, I almost felt like he thought like he felt like threatened right. by me. Right. And then um, 
at one point I said to her, I'm like, she's like, oh, Magic Mike, I really want to see that. I'm like, I was like, you should be seeing this, uh, right, not right, me. Right, yeah. like, why am I going to see this? I'll go see Terminator again, even though I didn't understand it. Yeah, Did you exactly. see yeah, Selfless? You, you, just speaking of bad No, movies, is that the Ryan Reynolds one? It's the Ryan Reynolds one that came out. Yeah, you saw that? that? I did. It's terrible. So it's, it's talking about remakes. What, what is it? Well, it's That's almost a remake? It's not, but there's a movie called Seconds, this John Frankenheimer film from the 60s that, that it sort of reminds me of. It's a, it's, Ben Kingsley is a is a rich jackass, rich guy who who's dying of cancer and has his like essentially his consciousness put into another guy's body, but he thinks that the body has been like grown out of tissue and whatever. But in fact, it's like a guy who who got money for essentially you know dying or having his body frozen or something. So so they have this crazy contraption that looks like a, a washing machine that the two guys go you know they put their heads in like you know Ryan Reynolds' head is in one sort of washing machine and, nice. and so Ben Kings' head is in another one and they put like a pantyhose like over their faces. It's so dumb. And and this really happens in the movie. This really has it, oh. it, it happens in real life too. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> well, that sounds like a, the right. effect they're trying to do with before the effects. Come That's in. right. Yeah. No, no, yeah, they don't even fix the effects. So, so it's like the most basic thing. They're like, I've got this patios and put it over. Your so head. it's the thing where he's get looking younger. It, we, no, his, so his brain then is in the other guy's body, and because his body is dying, so he has his not his brain, oh. but like his consciousness, and then he starts having flashbacks from the guy's previous life because the guy they say he was a vet and they said he died, but in fact he didn't. And it's this whole thing, but it's really it's dumb. It's just totally stupid and dumb. But just in terms of, is it like seconds? It is like seconds, but it's also it's also you know there's like fake off or whatever there's moments like that but the only good thing about it is sort of what and that it's not even that good but is watching ryan reynolds try to act a little like ben kingsley like that it's almost kind of comical but it's not like he's trying to be like is it comical like in a not uh, it's comical and not intentional yeah not intentional like it's really sort of dumb and i'm not a big ryan reynolds fan anyway i think he's sort of he's he's only i can only take him in small doses and only when he's paying like a smart ass or something when he's right yeah, right he he hasn't really been doing very good movies no right? no he's, he's kind a, of on a bad well, run. he's got a comic book movie coming out called Deadpool next year, which I don't know anything about. I'm not a comic book guy. Really, yeah, so, I heard know. about that, but I feel like he has. Yeah, he was good yeah. when he was younger, and he was like the kind of the yeah the asshole like bl- snarky yeah. guy. Adventureland, you see Adventureland, where, where yeah. he's like a jackass guy at a. I mean, he's sort of okay in that. It takes place in the 80s. I just that movie was really disappointing. It, yeah, it disappointed me too. It's a very yeah. like the the pacing of it is yeah. there. It was from like the producer director of Superbad or yeah, something, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so you know you know when they do that, they're like. Hey, they're, they're kind of like, hey, this is super bad. Right. And no, it's and then not. you go and you're like, this is not super but bad. But Kristen Stewart's in there, right? That's the only Kristen Stewart. Yeah, I'm not a big Kristen Stewart fan. But it's one of the only. I'm not either. I, yeah. I think she was terrible in She's it. She's so sullen and surly. Like I can't. She is. She just always looks so depressed. She looks pissed off all the time. I just don't like you know. If she was at a party, I would walk away from her because she just seems. Yeah, like she's, she's not like hot. And she's. She's like. Seems she, like I don't know. Yeah. Those. But she. She kind of just lucked into that role in, so in those movies that I've never seen. And she acts like no, they're all terrible and she acts like she hates them too which is okay because they're bad in real movies, life twilight or, movies. or just in the i movie. just feel like when you're watching those twilight <laughs> movies you feel like you're watching somebody be like i i feel like you know what i'm a little worried about that with harrison ford with these star wars movies too because right. i feel like part of the appeal of 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 harrison ford in the star wars was where he was a little like yeah this is so stupid you know i got yeah. to do better stuff and but he's fun in them but i feel like you know if he's going to be old han solo acting cranky that he has to you know walk around with the guy in the wookie suit again yeah that's interesting yeah. i never really thought about yeah you, yeah you could tell when he um because he he yeah. was kind of a cantate that which is yeah. i guess why he got that part because mm-hmm. it kind of fit his persona yeah. that he was kind of like eh, like yeah. kind of over the yeah. whole thing that is great though when you see people 
um that that's yeah. kind of going back to the whole thing with like amy winehouse like yeah. i really like that and i really respond to mm-hmm. celebrities and i think yeah. that's why a lot of yeah. people respond to them yeah. celebrities who kind of you can tell are like beyond this yeah, a little bit like kind of like look at it the right way yeah, yeah like they're like this is yeah. stupid there's nothing yeah. to this um i interviewed harrison ford for um 42 when he did 42 and oh, I, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I, I wound up, you know, uh, at the end of the interview, said, okay, look, I said, my 10-year-old self has got to ask you, like, who got more chicks, Han Solo or Indiana Jones? And, uh, and he sort of gave a little dry chuckle. <laughs> and he's like, I think you'd have to ask your 10-year-old self that question or something like that. And then right. he, said, he said, I don't know, I was always more of an Ali Fox guy. And Ali Fox is the character that he played in the Mosquito Coast, if you remember, which is oh, a great wow. movie. Yeah, yeah. And I said, I said, oh, yeah, so I can understand. I said, I, I said Ali Fox, it's a great movie. And he's like, yeah. So he's like, I was more of an Ali Fox guy. It was very cool. Like yeah. saying almost like his per- like, personality in yeah, real life. Yeah, like the kind like... of guy that he kind of you know, connected with more was like the, the guy. In, in the Mosquito Coast. Right, of, of course. Cranky, you know, anti-establishment. Uh, and also... I, living in the, in, the, in the jungle. He probably looks at that role as like a real substantial role. Yeah. Like media role. And the other ones, he's probably just like, eh, yeah, yeah. whatever. It was a I great movie, though. It. It was a, a Peter Weir. It's from 1986. I, think I saw it, it once. Movie. Yeah, I liked it, it when I, I haven't seen it since. It, um... Th- that was one when it came out. I think that th- he thought he was going to get like an Oscar nomination. Yeah, no, that's right. In fact, in that fact, was kind of like gunning for an Oscar for the Oscar role. Yeah, even I don't think he, he got nominated. No, he he wasn't nominated. And in fact, I even remember, uh, you know, just as a wrap up, I, th- I kind of feel like I remember Roger Ebert like on their show saying, you know, had Jack Nicholson or somebody at the time this was eighty six been playing this role, like this would be people would be talking about this film and this character in a certain way and then because Harrison Ford was good but I think people weren't anticipating it and I don't think he necessarily gave an Oscar nominated you know an Oscar worthy role an Oscar worthy performance rather but it's a it's a kind of a role that somebody could really chew into I think and get noticed yeah, yeah. and do you think it didn't get as much attention because mm-hmm. he kind of he was just not yeah. thought of as that caliber that's right even and you though, get yeah. you get lumped into that yeah even though he had done Witness already and been Oscar nominated for Witness oh he did yeah that was yeah. not I actually liked that movie I oh, saw yeah, when I was really young great. and I but yeah. it is funny how these the people get so yeah. mad like the, it, it's that thing of like no one's ever satisfied and happy, right. even though they should be. Like that's right. your hand solo in Indiana Jones, and right. you're still like, what the right. fuck? What the hell, I man. just want to yeah. win this fucking like award, and it's like never enough. But yeah. everyone in that aw- who's like in that award yeah. circle yeah. is like, fuck you, dude. You're right. the biggest right. guy in the world. You know, I mean, and it's still today. I mean, a lot of like Robert Downey Jr. is a good example. You know, I mean, he's everyone is always happy to see him. He's always you know he's really fun and everything. He's great in all those. Avengers movies and the Iron Man stuff, but he does the Judge because, and which is I, a lot of people didn't like the Judge. I think it's whatever. It's not good, but it's fine. But I feel like the ultimately, it's like that's what you get out of the Judge is a guy really trying to be taken seriously, right, right. And that and that's where that comes from, where it's like, yeah, I can be Tony Stark and Iron Man and all this stuff, but really, you know, I want to get this Oscar nomination. Um, I, I know you have yeah. to get out of here, yeah. but um, so what, are you going to see? Uh, you're seeing Ant Man this week and Trainwreck and, and Trainwreck, like, yeah, a bunch of stuff coming up over. Can the next you talk few about weeks. that thing that we wh- I talked to you about? Yeah, what that you're going to be in the Daily News. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that coming out tomorrow? It's going to be in tomorrow's Daily News, which is, I guess, uh, when people are listening to this, but it's on Sunday the 12th. Actually, I'm going to put this out on Monday. Okay. So, so it'll it's, be so out. It's, out now. Now. it's online, too. Everything lives online. And it's uh, it's a piece that I just did talking to Tom and a few other people about uh, Caroline Hirsch from, from Caroline's Comedy and Club. And you talked to Rachel Feinstein. Rachel Feinstein about uh, just remembering when Amy Schumer back in the day was uh, was just a, a stand-up comic and a New York comic, yeah, well, and they 
like two weeks ago, basically. <laughs> I mean, she, I, she, um, 2008, 2009, I think that seems to be like the time just before the, yeah. the Charlie Sheen roast. And Tom gives a good, a good, a uh, couple of good quotes. Yeah. She, um, yeah, quickly. She, yeah, yep. she, I just talk about how she came up to me. I think it was like 2006. She was just starting stand up, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, an established New York comic kind of like up and coming and like mm-hmm. I had some heat on me and yep. she would come up to me at like these popular shows yep. and inter- introduce her. It's, it's so funny. I have so many of these stories now right. of these people who are like right. huge stars right. coming and they would move to New York and right. I was established here and they'd yeah. be like, Hey Tom, I'm, you know, hi, I'm Hannibal Burris. Right, right, right. right. You know, like, hi, I'm Amy Schumer. And I was like, Oh yeah. And I wasn't right. like mean. Right. Just like, I was just like, I, I think I can come off as a loop. I don't think they've never said I was mean, but yeah. like, yeah. it's just, it's a, Come off almost a little dismissive, and then it's like, and then well, I'm just like, oh hey, yeah. So I don't think, yeah. So they're not. I mean, Hannibal, I emailed actually like six months ago about he was in my movie, and I had to make sure he was cool about it. And he got back to me, and he was like, sure. And you know, he, it's amazing. I knew Hannibal, and. He ruined Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bill Cosby ruined himself. Right, right, right. But, but he was the catalyst. Out on it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. finally, which is right. great because fuck that guy. Yeah, what do you I think? think quickly, what is, what is your take on that? Uh, I mean, well, yeah, no, I mean, you're on Cosby his side, should, right? What? Hannibal, no, no, that's right. Yeah, Cosby. no, no, Cosby should go down. You know, it's, it's all, crazy though, it's crazy. isn't it, to watch yeah. it though? Now it I watch crazy. Cosby Show reruns. It's just been destroyed. Well, it's sort of. I mean, again, to bring it back around to fame and the and the Amy Winehouse thing, but just in that case, I mean, it's you know, it's you just look at it and and you know if if the terminator retconned and ruined the previous uh, terminator movies it's like bill cosby has like ruined any other bill cosby moment that you ever you know the bill cosby himself which was on hbo all the time You're like how right. could you watch that now even freaking fat albert like what are you gonna you're gonna watch fat albert and enjoy it you can't it's amazing he ruined fat albert i know <laughs> God. finally and even yeah. though like i always have said with when this whole but thing happened can't. i never liked bill cosby no, but i thought that show i thought he was yeah. really creepy on that show. i never you know i never watched the cosby show in the 80s. It was very, I, 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 that and Roseanne, I never watched either one. I, I Roseanne, did. I watched a little bit, but the Cosby show, I was into it because I was like, yeah. for like a year or two when it first started, because I was like 10 yeah. and I didn't know not to yeah. be because it was a yeah. popular thing. And then I think when I got to be like 13, I was like, I don't like this. And then I went to high school, performing yeah. arts high school, and yeah. all these kids who were on that show yeah. were there. Oh, wow. And so I was like, wow, I would watch it to see yeah. people from my school. Right. So. Yeah, no, I never, that was like this era of, of sitcoms I just didn't, I didn't get into. So but it was, was the born. same time that like Family Ties was on. On. And yeah. Family Ties and like Cheers, I thought were really funny. Yeah, but the Cosby Show, I was just like, I don't get that. I, yeah. I was always like, yeah. I feel like I, this isn't for me. Right. I know, and I, it's not like a black well, white. It's, no, thing. It's also, it was more like well, it's also so family. retro. It was also very fifties. It was fifties in the eighties, yeah. which is the other thing is that the eighties were like the fifties in their own way. And yeah, so it was fifties in the eighties, and if you weren't if you weren't grooving on that, if you weren't if that wasn't your thing, you know, then you you kind of couldn't get into it. I yeah, mean, Roseanne it was, was not that, but but Cosby Show certainly was. Yeah, it was like all like family yeah. like. Hey, Hey, look at the kids, and they're being yeah, really they're weird. Like Family stuff. Ties was like Michael J. Fox was just yeah. so funny. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was just a and lot. It's a of funny, funny twist, you know, the liberal parents and the conservative kid and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. and it is the thing that was a good show, but there there are things that have become hugely popular, and you know, it's because. If there's one person who wasn't involved in it, no. it would not have become like I feel like right. if they didn't have a Michael J. Fox who was that gifted, right, and right. such a star, yeah. it w- I don't think it would have been as big as it was. And then he That's became true. the biggest movie star during, right? Because that rarely happens where someone becomes the biggest movie star while they're still on a show. That's right. That's right. So, in fact, uh, we'll wrap up here. We, yeah, because like I get going, but the, no, the, the more but uh, but also the you know the 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 um you know we all know 
about about Eric Stoltz being initially cast in yeah. in Back to the Future. When you see like that that footage that they have, it's like you know, yeah. I mean, Eric Stoltz was fine in, in some of the stuff in the eighties, but he was wrong. I remember at the time reading that he was just too serious for the movie. Like he gave, he gave it another another level that it kind of didn't need it. Yeah, that it need. sucked. But yeah, right. <laughs> and and Back to the Future, I love Back to the Future, and it's such a great movie. And right, and he, right, he no one up, will just come out and say say it. that Eric Stoltz sucked. Right. Yeah. yeah but but he gave, like, but he, he was but he gave it a more serious edge to that character and i think he was taking it to a different a different level but and not a better level but a different one and but the but so when they got michael j fox like he was he was like sleeping in in cars and tr- like he was like or in the trunk or something and he was like he was because he was shooting family ties at the right, same time right right he had so no time he, he had like two like, hours sleep he had two hours of sleep and he was filming this all like he was so frazzled doing that and but the guy like you know he stepped up to the plate knew it this is like the movie to do and yeah sacrificed and his health because he was yeah. so like the the perfect guy it's great and the great. the thing that's just come out about the eric stoltz thing is that now there's like a book about it and people are basically saying he was a dick on set oh really is that like that he well, was always like he was like yeah. call me marty mcfly oh, you know he's really like right. method it's like right. you know dude it, it's not raging bull that's right it's yeah it's a movie in this <laughs> scene you're falling off a skateboard right. <laughs> like you're not fucking marty Mc- right. you know and then michael j fox came in it's like yeah you're the guy right exactly just be yeah. you just be you exactly that's exactly right okay this has been great good another yeah, good another joe newmeyer yeah. thanks again my uh, pleasure i'm on twitter newmeyer movies is um the, and uh is check out his uh reviews uh at uh dailynews.com dailynews.com and also new york daily news chief film critic and wr radio and uh check out the article tomorrow uh, or yesterday in Daily News. Amy Speaking of time travel. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Now the shit's about to kick off. This party looks whack. Let's take it back to straight hip-hop and start it from scratch. I'm about to bloody this jack up. Everybody get back. That's why my pin needs a pad because my rhyme's on the red tag. It's like I did with addiction. I'm about to bleed it. Like a magician. Critics, I turn to bleed Got them still on the fence. Whether to bleed But quick to get impaired. Ain't it? Khakis pressed, Nike shoes, crispy and fresh lace. So I guess it ain't that after shave of cologne that made him just faint. Plus I showed up with a coat, freshin' in wet paint. So if love is a chess game, checkmate. But girl, your body's bangin', jump me in, gang, bang, bang. Yes, sir, Bob. I was thinking the same thing. So come get on this kid's rock, Bob with the Bob, dang, dang. Pow, 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 I know that I don't know. Question is, are you both so smart enough to feel stupid? Hope so. Now hold your shoes off. Let your head out. All night long. Pull your beard out. Just spit out. All night long. We're gonna rock this house until we knock it down. So turn the volume loud. Cause it's spinning to the haters. So break the pace of like crazy. Let yourself out. Let yourself go. Say fuck it before we kick the bucket. Life's too short to not go. Go,
of his cough syrup and styrofoam All I knew was I fell asleep Then woke up in that Monte Carlo With the ugly Kardashian, Lamar Oh, sorry, yo, we done both set the bar low Far as hard drugs are, though, that's the past But I done get enough codeine and not future in it tomorrow And girl, I ain't got no money to borrow But I am trying to find a way to get you alone Get out of the body now Get the bar so blathered Can't go and call heartless cargoes Now you're fixing to get your heart broke Don't be absurd, ma'am You bird brain baby I ain't called anybody baby since Birdman Unless you're a swallow <laughs> Word, Rick, word, man, you heard But don't be discouraged, girl This is your time Unless you got toe jack Shoes off Let your head Until we knock it down, so turn the volume loud Cause it's been to the A's Break the bass up like crazy And let yourself go, let yourself go I say fuck it, before we kick the bucket Life's too short to not go to grow